A large <laughs> part of his body weight is this dick. <laughs> this is who you dated? And then they're like, yeah, and you're like, wait, am I am one I, of these guys? Yeah, am I this? <laughs> this is the level I'm at? Like when my dick would get anywhere substantially in her mouth, yeah. my belly button would just, it, she was getting stopped <laughs> from blowing me deep. 100%. <laughs> My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome to the program. Thankfully, uh, my co-host is undergoing a uh, triple bypass again. And <laughs> in his place, very excited to have here um, a comedian who, uh, who I've enjoyed for so, so long. So funny. And his special Dog Belly is available now on YouTube. Please welcome Big J Okerson, everybody. Um, nice. What's up, Ed? You congratulations oh, on, thank you, on the on the on the special. Um, I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, where did you shoot? First of all, we did it at our festival, Skankfest. Oh, you did a Skankfest in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Ari, Ari Shafir, man, he jumped in there and like right down to setting up chairs. Oh, really? At the at the actual show. Yeah, he was. There's on no top bigger of it. like like supporter, real supporter of comedy and comedians than Ari, I think. Oh, yeah. You know? No, he dives in. Like, for somebody that has such an ugly side to him, both <laughs> internally and externally, he also has this, like, really warm warmth to him about comedy and comedians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's also amazing, just, like, the people who take to him, Ari, too, for being, like, childless as he is. Yeah. Like, my daughter's 20, but she, he could do no wrong. Yeah. There's a new, you know, smash piece on YouTube that was like, Ari Shafir, the evilest man in comedy. Really? My daughter watched it and she was like, seems like if you're not Bobby Lee, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he put shit on Bobby's car? <laughs> Actual it. shit? He decorated in his Actual own shit? Actual shit uh, in the door handles. Yeah, and that, that's like, and the, that's the evil part, you know? But I do love, like, Ari's also got a willingness to leave like a grenade of humor and forget about it completely yeah. and like walk away. That's what's interesting because, you know, the Bobby Lee thing, what Bobby realized was like, oh my God, there's shit all over my car yeah. and in the handles. So he's got to like figure something out to get into the car with the handles. Yeah. And then I forget the story. I forget if it was raining out or whatever the situation was. He was like, well, I got to get some of something off my windshield. And when he turned his windshield wipers on, he realized that Ari had packed the windshield wipers with shit all, so it just smeared shit across his windshield. See, this so. is the part of it that, I, you know, you almost have to celebrate. That's the, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the evil scientist of it all because most people, if they were going to go, I'm going to put shit on someone's car, they would just be like, all right, like 
just put it in one place. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's a pile of shit, shit somewhere. Yeah, put shit in the hood of your car or something. And then you go like, oh my God, and then you get it off. But Ari was like, hmm, so everyone's hand goes into the handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll smear some shit in there. And then, yeah. like He's wearing a smock and a beret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, if you put it on the windshield, like, the windshield wipers is like, that could, it could not rain for a while. And then shit will just be, like, stuck in there. And then when you turn it on, but it happened to rain, like, that day. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty ingenious. He yeah. got uh, one of his things is, um, I remember he was at my house one day and he asked if he could use my computer when I went outside to smoke a cigarette. Uh-huh. And I was like, sure. He's because he had some work to do or something. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then I go about my day. I remember dropping my daughter back off to her mom. And I get a call from uh, my producer from uh, Bonfire on the yeah. Sirius, Jacob, and he was panicking. And he goes, I've been trying to get a hold of you for hours. And I'm like, what is it, buddy? And he goes, uh, what's going on? He was like, Comedy Central Radio. Uh, you know, I was like, I got an email that was like, don't answer the phone if Comedy Central calls. It looks like we're getting fired. Like, I messed up big. Hang in there. And I'm like, what? I go, who sent that email? And he goes, you did. And then before I could even say what, it was almost like a dream. that dream bubble appears. Yeah. And I just saw Ari go, can I use your computer really quick? And I'm like, <laughs> and then I go, and then I called Ari on three way to let him enjoy. And I go, Ari, it, it hit. Like, he's like, what? I go, you, the thing you sent to Jacob. And he's like, Oh yeah. Oh. Like, like he didn't even care about the reward that, for it. That thing from a few months back. No, the thing you did today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I, yeah. I forgot. I started chaos earlier. <laughs> that is like the Joker. That is like total. I enjoy chaos. Yeah, pure chaos. Pure chaos. Yeah. Which is great, but what is man. that thing that they like? You know, they um, they'll do that chart sometimes, where it's like evil chaos, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. evil chaotic or whatever. And then like, what is that? And then they'll do like for they do yeah, there it is, right? Lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, lawful neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. And then sometimes they make this chart with like our our comedian friends in them. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which one's which? Yeah, like a who's who, and then um, yeah, uh, they always. I feel like I feel Ar- like Ari's always on the evil line. He's certainly he's one of the uh, he's certainly never in the middle. It's no. nothing's neutral. No, and he's never on he the was, good either. Yeah, how's your friendship <laughs> with Ari? No one goes uneventful. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <clears throat> Diaz is always on there somewhere too, and then Bert's probably always in the good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a chaotic good, right? Wouldn't he be chaotic? Chaotic good, for he, sure. He loves chaos, but he's a real genuinely sweet dude. Oh, absolutely. Know? I don't know how he does it sometimes. It's a, very, it's a very unusual like personality where he's like, fun, fun, fun. And the, you expect, you're like, where's the, like, people who like that much fun. The darkness is somewhere. Yeah, and the dark, you know, like, darkness really isn't. Like, None. Yeah, there's no real darkness there. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, to Bert we were talking about, we were talking about how, how it must be, so nice and liberating to have zero body shame yeah. but then you also realize a big part of that is delusion he's actually delusional right because he even was saying he was like he goes i grew up in shape so he goes i think i'm in shape now <laughs> he, just, he, just, he always <laughs> he, sees that and he's yeah, the opposite what he of what he's, i see yeah. he's like he's you know how people go um you're too hard on yourself right like and they'll tell you like if you say something critical of yourself whether it's about your 
stand up, uh, sure. whatever yourself as a, 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 a father or your, uh, your body, right. They'll go, like if you go like I fucking suck or I'm uh, I look like shit. They're like, would you talk to your friend like that? Like, would you someone you care about? And you're like, no, nah, I would. I would speak to them differently. And they go, that's how you should speak to yourself, right? Like that's always right. the thing is like speak to yourself in a way that you would talk to somebody else who is shaming themselves. And you're like, okay, okay. And then he is the uh, he's just like, I look great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing phenomenal. He's like, I'm and doing, I and look he goes, great. I'm jacked. One time he, there was an article written about him. And I called him up because I read the article and I go, the, I go, Bert, there's a quote in here from you where it says, and that the words like it goes, Christ then says, I'm a fantastic comedian. I go, you actually <laughs> said that in an interview? And he was like, I am. And I was like, yeah, but you let other people say that. You don't say I'm a fantastic. I'm really good I'm at this. I'm really good at this. <laughs> but that is like, that's really. But he's also it. so sweet. It doesn't put like a target on his no, back. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because no. a lot of people that would be, you know. Oh, they, we know. A bunch of people who you'd be like, fuck this cunt. <laughs> yeah. For saying well, it's that. almost like the Chappelle, you know, like, yeah. like I'm the goat. And you're like, you got to let someone else say it. Like, yeah. uh, you know, there's a strong argument that you are. But yeah. relax. It's weird. Like when you say it. it. Yeah. It's always weird when you compliment yourself. Right. And yeah. then he walks in here and he goes, I'm fucking jacked. This is what Bert says about his body. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> where? And he's like, look at my shoulders. And I'm, I'm like, so yoked. Yeah. I also think it's funny that he's got like a, a girl's gone wild like hairline trigger of pulling his like sh pull, showing his body yeah when we went to the uh super bowl thing they were like hey would you guys mind this like quick little red carpet like the guy fieri party or something yeah. just quick car and he's like yeah, yeah he's like right here right here and he just goes like, like yeah. shit. just shows his titties and then yeah. moves on like yeah. i'm like it's my nightmare is that a little of my shirt might be up and you see like a fat gut coming out of the sure. bottom yeah well like that's because the way you're supposed to the think. way you're supposed to feel about yourself <laughs> You're supposed to be like horrified, full of shame at, at, at what you have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and he will do that thing where he goes, "Do what I do," right? So he'll be like, "Take your shirt," and you're like, "No," and he's like, "Why not?" I'm like, "Because I don't want to." And he's like, "I have shame." And he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't feel any shame. I, I look saying, great." <laughs> I told some of that last night on the thing, but starting with uh, Kevin Hart and comedy, yeah, when we would go yeah, around, this we, is so fascinating. When to we me. would go around, like like younger and do like shows or like little college things or something. Yeah. You know, like Kev's confidence. He'd have like girls back at the hotel room. And I just remember the time he was like, he's like, dare me to dare me to show my dick. So I was like, gotcha. Hey, Kev, you should, I dare you to show your dick. And he's like, okay. And he just pulls out like, it's like a, a, a large size part of his body weight is this dick. <laughs> <laughs> And like he so, and then again, almost Bert like. Yeah, I remember because I didn't ask him to do that for me. So his yeah. dick's out, and the, these girls were like, "Oh wow, oh boy!" <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, "Ah hey, yeah," he goes, "Jay, I dare you to play your dick." You're like, "Don't, don't do that, dude." <laughs> no, don't Please do that to don't me. Do. What's yeah. so funny about that story? When I told her last night, I didn't want to. It wasn't the point of the story, so I moved past it a bit. But that night, it was a real pretty girl, three black girls, one very pretty, the other two were like. Looked like TSA prison guards or something. It was like uh, they had cornrows, but like five, uh -huh. like two, and then like one down. Like yeah. they, it was not a good look. Uh -huh. And then uh, I remember, I think like 
Seeing, why, is TS, why, think, is TSA, <laughs> why is it like such a popular job in the black community? Like, I feel like every TSA, every other TSA agent is a is a black lady who's like, uh, sir. Yeah, and they found out they found out how to like make that uniform. You work. can't wear that. You can't wear that belt through here. I'm like, okay, all right, sorry. Oh, I remember having a one time they were swabbing my Xbox for bomb materials, uh-huh. and she was like. She was talking to like another TSA guy yeah. who had like dreadlocks, and she was like, "Man, she goes, my girlfriend said doesn't call me yet. She left to go suck some guy's dick in the bathroom last night. He goes, but she's just a whore." And she's like, "Here you go, sir. Here's <laughs> bomb residue free. <laughs> Welcome to America." Yeah, it's but they have found a way to work that uh, that uniform though. They yeah, get that belt tight on those small waists. Oh yeah, but they're just unpleasant. TSA, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. so unpleasant. Yeah, they are. And yeah. while you're staring at their bodacious bodies, but um, I filmed them one time. Really? <laughs> well, one time I go through, and I was I was fired up that day, <laughs> and um, somebody told me I don't know probably something they're supposed to tell me, but I was like, go fuck you, you know. I was just like not having it, <laughs> and so I walk through because like there's it's very like um, you know. It's not consistent, I feel like, right? Not at there's all. No, there's not consi- that's the part that's, like, very upsetting sometimes is, like, you can't bring that backpack through. Like, I fly with this every week. I don't care if you fly with it every week. And I'm like, it's definitely okay to put this through. And like, mm-mm. I'm like, okay. So, you know, we're having our back and forth. I go, well, it's going through the machine. Go, you check it out, right? And then I walk through, and I see, like, six of them get in a huddle and just start conversing. Like about their day, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm watching people like go through security. So I, I just pull out my phone. I'm like, here's uh, America's finest, you know, yeah. uh, doing their best protecting right now, our protecting our borders. A, yeah. And I'm just like filming them, and I'm watching people like you know walk through, grab. I'm like, no one's getting checked here, right? And as I'm filming, one of them goes, "Sir," <laughs> and I go, "Yeah." She goes. Please don't film us. Okay, you can't film. I go, was it like, I can't? I think I can. And she was like, and I just kind of did that for, I don't know, a few seconds. And I was like, you're not going to take this phone, you know? And I'm not going to delete the video. So whatever, I turn it off. And then I grab my shit and I go. And, you know, it just was like, it was it was my version of being like, hey, fuck you sure. for, for being a, you know. The TSA uh, get me fired. The, the people who eat all my airport shit now because- they're void of all authority, though you think they do. Yeah, is the keep it moving when you're getting picked up oh, right. from the airport? People. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The keep it. I am so quick to be like, fuck off. Yeah, go to someone that goes. I can't. When you're watching someone put a suitcase in a trunk, yeah, and you still like have that like, come on, let's go. Yeah, you're like this isn't. I know that thing. I can't move any faster than I'm moving. And there's uh, you can't do it any faster. And then they'll say it like, yeah, like as you're walking to the door to get in, keep it moving. And yeah, you're like well, you can't I stay am. here. He goes yeah. right, but this is how leaving the airport works. Yeah. <laughs> every time, it's yeah. They're 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 super. I mean, it always. I feel like it sways um, how excited they get for for doing that. Like sometimes they're really fired up. Oh yeah. LAX for a while was just fucking wild. Like. You'd pull up and you pull up to, and someone's walking out and they're like, you got to go. I'm like, this is the person I'm picking up right now. Like they just get so fired up about it. I have most of my life with police and stuff like that. I've always been like, something's illegal with me. Like I have a suspended license that I haven't paid or tickets or a warrant for dumb shit. Nothing like, you know, criminal, but like just shit that I would get in trouble. So I always, so I mean, so many, and also cops have never treated me 
super nice, yeah. I think because of the way I look or whatever, sure. and tattoos. So since I was like a teenager, I just always kind of got that... Uh, Aggression that from them? Yeah, and then, man, once I realized I had nothing, like, it really is fun to mouth off to cops when they, there's really not as much they can do. You know yeah. what I mean? I do love... I've really gotten... That's the most white thing about me is how I will talk to cops now. <laughs> I'm like, you guys fucking suck at your job. And they really can't do much about it. They're like, get out of here. Because there's no real reason I have to get out of here. But you fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, that feels good. <laughs> it really does feel yeah. good because it's just like... I was. Re- I do like respect the idea of police so much. Sure. And, and they are a necessity. Of course. You have to have police. And there has to be police out there who are really like, you know, they can't sleep because of the case they're on. Yeah. But the day-to-day throw on like the blue uniform and like... Stand at the end of a block in New York, waiting for cyclists to go through red lights. So yeah, you can schlub. Get towed yeah. like a like what do you call it? Uh, quotas for yeah. your tickets. It's like it's so lame. Yeah, it is lame. He goes, is this why you wanted to do this? Yeah, this is awful. Yeah, this is. You really have nothing better to do. Like when people say that to cops, it's so cool. I like when the groups. That's not what we were saying earlier about uh, how fun it is watching black people watch magic. Yeah, black people watching <laughs> another person deal with police officers is also really. Oh funny. yeah, that's a good one. Like yeah. they, they come to the aid of the person getting fucked with, no matter whether it happened. Like, to he ain't even do nothing. It <laughs> happened to me at uh, the airport one time where I, I. It's like speaking of privilege. Like I, I was. Um, behind a black dude and uh, a TSA person was like really like a, a fucking bitch to me that I got in the wrong line. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, she was like straight up. I thought she was, I mean, it was clear. She was trying to embarrass me in front of people. Mm-hmm. She was like, does this say, are you in first class? And I go, I just upgraded. Cause I went to a, a desk and they go, do you want to mm-hmm. upgrade? And I said, yes, and I paid for the upgrade. She's like, this doesn't say first class. Can you not read your ticket? It was like one of those things. And I was like. Can you not read your yeah, ticket? It's pretty condescending like, out of the gates. And as soon as she said that, I just like, my heart rate just spiked. And I was like, okay. And then she let me go through. And the guy, the guy had heard uh, how, she, how she spoke to me, the black dude. Mm-hmm. And now we're putting her stuff. Because she was the one who checks it like at the first line. And then you go to the machines, right? Sure. I put it on the machine and I'm just like this fucking cunt. And he was like, yeah, just, uh, he was like, he was like, just, uh, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't cool. But like, just, um, you know, like be you, cool. Be yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, like we're, you know, you're almost through here. I go, no, fuck that bitch. He's like, you don't want to do that. And I go, watch this. And then I, I go, are you the supervisor? And he was like, he turns <laughs> around and he was like, you're going to like, he, he was looking at me like, you're going to get in trouble. You know? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not. And I go, hey, that fucking pig over there can't talk to me. And, she, and the lady goes, excuse me? And then I just, you know, I just made it loud. And like, and I was, I was extra grotesque and disrespectful in the way that I spoke. I go, if you put a pig in the front of the line to check people that talks to people. And I did this whole thing. And this guy was like, you know, like, I can't believe you're speaking like this. And I was just like venting about the way that she did. And then I explained to the lady, the supervisor was like, she shouldn't. Uh, she shouldn't have spoken to you like that, but you don't need to call her a pig. <laughs> and I was like, I go, well, she doesn't need to act like a pig, does she? And so, and then he just looked back at me. He was like, like, he was like see you later, man. <laughs> like, you're on your own. Yeah, he goes, I can't argue with TSA and Whitey on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 
I, uh, Back been, to Kevin Hart's dick, though. But, but that'd have been funny, though, if you uh, also, that was the bonding moment between you at TSA. Yeah. She goes, Can you not read your ticket? And, and you go, Can you not read my ticket? And she goes, <laughs> And you go, Hey, it's all let's, right. work let's work together. together. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. Kevin Hart's dick. It's a monster. Yeah. And then, uh, so the three girls, that's where we were three at. Three girls are in there, you know, it ended up working out for him with the one. So he go, this is, these are days of sharing hotel rooms. Yeah. Wasn't even a question. So it's a really, but let's like, it's a huge dick. Uh, his dick is enormous. And he goes in the bathroom with one of the girls. And then the, it was making the other two horny for sure, hearing them because it was the noises of, I thought maybe murder, but it was, <laughs> I just never heard those noises before. Yeah. I've never hit that spot that makes those noises, I guess. <laughs> but this girl was just getting power railed. And I, to tell you how long ago it was, um, the Matrix had just come on uh, HBO and it was running and I saw it in the theater. And I remember being annoyed by the Matrix movie. Not that I, I enjoyed the movie, but I was so annoyed that every person who like all of a sudden thought they were a philosopher was like, makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, really like, maybe that's what we're in. It goes, I don't think so. But man, those those girls were like, what do you want to do? You're here like, oh, oh, oh God. Huh? Yeah. And like, what do you want to do? And I was like, have you seen this yet? It makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, could we, is this even, maybe this isn't even all, maybe they're not even fucking in there. It's just two robots smashing into each other. Holy shit. How, um, do you guys link up, you and Kev, just by doing local spots? Like, how, when we first became yeah. friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started, it was weird. It was such a, cool like a uh, group of three to become like friendly it was uh i started the week after i started my first open mic i met metzger kurt metzger yeah and then like two weeks after that kev started yeah and you guys would just drive around and do yeah but i mean what like uh it's so amazing when you see that thing in somebody though he's very like uh i'm so impressed with kev and what he did when we were like brand new said it's a person that's a bert probably yeah. has a, a similar thing in that regard yeah. In that, like, when we started, I remember I'd pick him up to go play basketball. And we're this is, like, when we're doing, if not at most, 15-minute spots, maybe on some black shows yeah. or something. But, like, you know, nothing. We got 15 minutes, and I'm picking him up. And he's like, hey, before we go to the rec center, can you take me to the post office real quick? And he's got some manila envelopes with a VHS tape in it and a, a shitty headshot that's yeah. not really even a headshot with a fake, you know, not a rep, but, you know, a two-line resume or something. Yeah. I'm sending off to this person to college promoter and this person. And it's just those just, things where I was like, and I was like, every level up I had in comedy at all, like, yeah. I mean, from like going from like hosting to featuring the head, was someone else telling me it was like time to do that. Yeah. yeah. It was never like, why am I not a headline? When they were like, uh, yeah, I don't want you to open for uh, any of these people. Because why don't you just like come in and headline? You're like, Whoa. 45 minutes alone yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah who's gonna come watch that like i've never so it's a very interesting thing to watch that like i do confidence. remember meeting kevin uh early on a couple times where i was like man this guy's charisma is wild because when he one of the first times i met him i remember him going like i go hey kev i'm uh tom's girl he goes oh man and he the way he looked at me he goes, yeah, man, a lot of people saying like a lot of great things about you and nobody was right <laughs> at the one he met me. And, but like he made, he made me go like in my head, I go, I wanted to say, Hey, you're lying. Like, no, no <laughs> yeah. but also I was like, he did the thing. He did it in a way that like a politician would sure. do it where you go, that feels good to get that person's attention. Sure. And he just locked in and, and made you feel like in that moment that you're the only person that matters. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's like a movie star quality. 
Yeah. You know, that's like a star quality. No, it is. I had to get, it took years for me to just kind of get to a point where I was just like, at that point, I'm like, go get it, dude. Like, kill it. Like, none of these things were things I was looking to do. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I didn't want to go. To, I remember we were young and it was like, you know, what's up? He goes, I got to go to Bulgaria to shoot a movie for two months. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That seems like a weird world. Like, I also don't want to do that. Right. So it's like, but yeah, he, uh, I mean, he saved my ass many times because again, like as far as like the shadow cast, like when me, Kurt Metzger and him went to New York and Keith Robinson kind of brought us up there, it was fun. like, I mean, how fast they were like, look at you little guy and non-threatening and uh, funny and charismatic, like get in here. And then they almost like put a hand on me and Kurt's chest. Like we've got a zillion of you. Oh, like, right. So yeah, it's like. Yeah. Just you'll be on at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Like, get in here, you. Yeah, yeah. It's actually there's a great video. Maya DiGiorgio took years ago. It's Patrice's. I think it's Patrice's roast. It might be a Barry Katz roast, but at the Boston Comedy Club in uh-huh. New York. And we are young, young in comedy, and it's uh, Patrice. Rich Voss is like still smoking cigarettes and everything. Jim Florentine's out there, and everyone's in a circle, and it's Kev in the middle of the circle. Brand new comic. And Patrice and him are like jawing back and forth and busting balls with Keith Robinson. And it's going back. And he goes, uh, Patrice goes, Kev uh, thinks he's so in. Like he's got so much comedy, thinks he's so in that he thought he could endorse. And he just points to me in the very background. It's me and Kurt Metzger, just boyish face. He goes, <laughs> he goes, that's why he thinks he can endorse, endorse Jay. And uh, Quentin Tarantino face over. He's called Mesker Quentin. That's also times when they would insult us and we would just be in the back like, yeah. they know we are. Yeah, this yeah. This is so cool. Yeah, this is so cool. But yeah. he was like right in the mix, man. I never like, God bless him, man. It's interesting. Very like cool uh, thing to watch. Like, yeah. Who just has that like just move forward You're... thing. Because also the things that happen to him, like like the fa- the successes obviously are unbelievable, but like. He had to get through some weird like failures that would have crushed me, especially because I would have thought like I got pushed too forward. Yeah, and now it's like and I'm, exposed. I'm yeah. exposed. Yeah, like I, I can't carry a thing because he had like I remember when we were still talking like relatively often is when he got that uh he did a sitcom. It was like a reverse Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, it was like a rich kid moving back with his like poor family in uh-huh. in Philly. Six episodes gone i don't even remember him like lamenting it in any kind of way just moved on he's like yeah i got a little bit part in Move this forward. movie and yeah. they're giving me a little thing in a 40 year old virgin and I just, yeah like, and it just kept going for him he right. never like stopped Most people would be like i'm done yeah i would be like wow i just had that moment and so and that happens to people you sure. know i mean there's like so many comics that i don't think they're even working today who at one point had a sitcom that was just their last name i feel yeah <laughs> you know what i mean they had like a some run of a sitcom that was their name Wow, that, I never even. I don't know. And then yeah, the big house. I um, I remember. I feel like I saw a clip of. I don't know if you guys were. I think you guys were on a show, radio show together in the like in the more recent, like let's say in the last five years or something. Me and Kev. Yeah, does that make sense? What was it? Well, or maybe it was them telling Kev about you saying this that you had said. I would bet that there's no way Kevin knows what pyrotechnics means. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, that's true, that's true. I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, Because they're like, you have pyrotechnics on your arena shows. Yeah, and I then- get so annoyed with it. I know, because he really, like, he's like, I don't know. Yeah. So I remember that those, when they would, him and Keith would, like, turn on me in the car just to keep us all awake to yeah. drive back to Philly. We were going from Philly to New York, back yeah. to Philly every night. And they would just start, like, a, 
and they would just catch me. They would just get me. They just knew how to like rile me up. Yeah. And um, I remember the one thing was like, the word was misogynist. And I was like, it's just two black guys in the front of the car while I'm in the back. Like, you don't even know what that means, Kev, misogynist. And he's like, yeah, I do. I'm like, what does it mean? He goes, it means you're a bitch. Ah! And everyone starts landing. <laughs> other black people start laughing and throwing their arms up. And you're like... <laughs> Uh, and they make fun of you for like oh, I'm Jay, I'm no I know words who gives a shit <laughs> and you're like how am I the asshole here uh, I'm Jay I know words he got me though he was a good friend and one thing when I was a uh, I had a long term girlfriend when I we, me and him first met and she like dumped me hard just started like fucking somebody else yeah and Kev was like watching that and I remember such an embarrassing moment of like we're driving to New York in my shitty car one point and uh she calls up and she was like uh it was like the fifth time that she was doing like the i think i may have made a mistake could we hang out tomorrow and maybe talk or and everything she said i was just like whatever yeah whatever will get you but by the way it's such one of those funny moments that i think we all have i used to talk constantly about breaking up with her yeah because i'm like yeah she's kind of dumb and like i think it was just like the my local girlfriend that i've had forever i'm kind of like experiencing life a little more now we got to break up. And then she was like, I'm fucking somebody else. I was like, no, <laughs> please never leave me. Yeah. And I remember Kev was kind of knew I was going through that. Actually, the first thing that was funny was the way <laughs> I found out she was fucking somebody else. Yeah. Was uh, we went home. From, we came home from New York and went to Keith's house. And we just thought we were going to play video games for a bit. Mm-hmm. Middle of the night. And um, I was like, oh, what I had for her was, uh, was voicemails, like a beeper, basically, with a voicemail. And I could, we can call and leave each other messages, like kind of late night. She lived with her folks. So I mean, I was like 19. She lived with her folks, so that's the way she would like get messages to each other. Yeah. So I left a message being like, hey, I'm actually not going to be around in the morning. I'm hanging at Keith's. I'm going to sleep in it. And then we decided not to play video games, so I called back to just erase the message. Yeah. And it was like, you have two messages. Uh, and I was like, hmm. the first one plays, and it was just some guy being like, Yo, I had a great time tonight. We got to do that again soon. And but I mean, it couldn't be more overtly like they probably fucked, or at very least, like you know, hung out and did something. Yeah. And it was that that you sit up awake all night waiting to get a hold of her. Oh no! And when she answered the phone, like it was, she gave the worst excuse, but you just want to believe it. Yeah. She was like, "Um, that's the guy who's like getting your PlayStation Two for Christmas for me for you." <laughs> so real nice, and I was like. Oh shit! And I just, you want that to be the reason? Of course, for sure. Yeah. And I remember getting in the car that night with Keith and Kev, and being like, uh, "They're like, so what happened with it? You know, I'm with them when they got. I saw heard the email yeah. or the uh, voicemail, and they go, "So what happened?" And I was like, "Uh, guys, great news. <laughs> it's not what we <laughs> yeah. thought it was. She's not fucking this guy." And then hearing me say it out loud to them, I go, "Here's what it was. Like that guy's actually." works at a store he's the plug <laughs> yeah, for yeah, yeah. electronic equipment you know you can't get a playstation 2 as well this guy's <laughs> making sure and they had a great time setting up that deal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy could have been more like mm, i can still taste you on my mouth <laughs> and you're like oh that guy seems pretty all right that's cool like was that the price you had to pay to get my playstation 2 what's funny about that is that was all like you know and then it turns out it was fucking the guy and it sort of breaks up one of them, when she came over, people love this. When I, it was Christmas Did they, did they Eve. clown you, by the way, for that? Or were they, like, empathetic? Oh, when I'm back. Oh, yeah. So I was like, guys, guess what? You know, not yeah. empathetic at all. Yeah. In fact, 
It's an interesting school of thought that I've always, even in hindsight, go back and back. I think they did the exact right thing. Yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. I was young, who gives a shit? Such like a young relationship They're that like, was going to go nowhere near. Yeah. But one, giving me shit for believing that at yeah, all. Yeah. But also, like, when we actually broke up and I was, you know, doing like the mope and the gloom and doom and yeah. go home at night and look at a picture of her while I was in yeah. Uh, we get in the car and they were like, get over it, man. He goes, he's got your headshot on her back while he's bending her over a couch. And like, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, oh God. But they were being so funny about it. They're yeah. like, I guess it is kind of, it does yeah. kind of snap you back to reality. Sure. But, um, she, you know, she kept, kept wavering back and forth and every day she would come over. Like, I'd be like, yeah, come over. And so one of them, it was Christmas Eve. I guess she, I don't know if she wanted like a present for me or what, it, I don't know what it was, but she called me to be like, I made a huge mistake. Let's. How much time has passed back together? Point? So probably over the course of like a month. Okay. Of this is happening. And we, uh, she goes, I'm going to come over. I want to give you your Christmas presents. And I thought we were broken up. Yeah. So I didn't have anything. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, this chick got me a PlayStation 2. <laughs> I was like, she had I a fucking have, guy to get it, but she like, got it. I was like, she got me a PlayStation 2. I got to go get a gift, and I'm broke. And I go to a jewelry store and spend like 70 bucks on some kind of okay. a ring. That's, okay. you know, but it's everything I have. Yeah. And I remember she comes over, and I was like, let me give you a gift first. And I give her this ring. Uh, you know, it's not an engagement ring of any kind. It wasn't even, didn't even look like that, but it was just yeah, a ring. A ring. And I was like, I got you this. And she's, you know, she's crying. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing and everything. <laughs> she also came in the house empty handed. So I'm like, ah, maybe she has the stuff in her car or something. And we're sitting, <laughs> we're sitting in my, uh, my mom's living room, just me and her. No one's home. And she goes, all right, you ready for your presence? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. She goes, close your eyes. And I go, okay. And I close my eyes. And I guess in her pockets, she had it's three pretty small boxes. I'm like, okay. Um, and I opened the one. It was the three things were, I didn't smoke weed at this point in my life yet either, so this didn't make any sense to me. It was incense with an incense holder. These are like all impulse purchases. You can yeah. see she made. She worked at Kmart in the cologne section. Mm-hmm. She got me from the the dollar store's version of, it says that, it's like Dollar General's version of Tommy <laughs> Hilfiger Sport or something. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. And she works there, so it's free, right? It's free to no, her. She worked at a place that had real cologne. Oh, and she went to the she went to the dollar store next door and got me a dollar version. She could have stole one for yeah, free of a yeah. nice one. So I got incense, those things. Cologne, incense, cologne, and the incense holder. And I was kind of just confused by it. I'm like, okay. And she goes, now, are you ready for your real present? And I was like, oh. Yes, I think I did this. Yeah. She goes, close your eyes again. And then when she says open them, it's again, I'm like, man, I'm going to have to close my eyes for a while while you go get this PlayStation 2. <laughs> she, uh, again, in 10 seconds goes like, open your eyes. And I open them and she has a knot of cash. And she goes, uh, I wasn't able to get the PlayStation 2. And she slices off three 20s and goes, Get yourself a PlayStation 1 game, though. <laughs> Slides me the cash. By two hours later, she'd already called back and been like, I'm sorry, I'm actually leaving you. <laughs> like it was, it was insane. But I was saying about Kev one time when we were driving and she called and did one of those things like, I think we should get back together. And then Kev, this is so humiliating. Kev grabbed the phone and he's like, Cheryl. 
Stop fucking with my boy, man. Like, you're killing him. Like, it's driving him nuts. Like, you're just back and forth. Like, either you're, you're getting back with him or leave him or, or don't call him anymore. And I'm in the background going, like, don't, don't, don't listen. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm, dude, I remember him putting the phone and give me, like, a little baby, like, in the face. Like, the fuck is wrong with you, man? It was such a real, like, friend move. I was like, yeah, yeah what the hell am I doing? That is, everybody needs. I'm like, please don't say that. Don't say that to her. Yeah, of course. You, you don't want that to go. But that is friend. That's a good friend. That was a very good friend. Yeah. yeah. Some people just be like, hey, man, you know, hang in there. The whole time. The yeah. whole way. Yeah. Have you thought about writing her a song? <laughs> like, yeah. give bad advice? Have you, you can, really you humiliating can, yourself more? You could play it. Like, you could sing the song <laughs> from the street up to her window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a boombox you can hold over your head for a while. You go to, you go to throw a rock and you just smash the window. It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? And you're like, Cheryl. <laughs> I love like forced dramatic moments too. Like I kind of knew where the guy she left me for, like sort of knew where he lived, like the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. And when I would come back from New York at night and drop everybody else off, I would like drive through the neighborhood and be like, I don't even know what I was waiting for. It was yeah. like the the taxi driver. I'm looking for her silhouette to like start going down on a huge cock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what am I looking for even yeah. if I found them? Like, do you ever, do you know who, it, do you ever find out who it was or do you know who it was? She married the guy ultimately. Oh, yeah, you should, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know what he looks like? No, I, I wouldn't of. know. The funny, I always think that like, like it's funny when you ever like you're dating someone or like talking to your and then mentions an ex and you know you have the conversations and you're like okay okay and then you know you're fine with it but then you see a photo mm-hmm. and I feel like the the your fear register is like that the person is always going to be like better. Oh right? yeah. You're like oh man, this person's gonna be better. But you ever see someone you're like this is the guy. Like uh, when it's when you're like, this is who you dated? And then they're like, yeah. And you're like, God, like uh, this is fucking embarrassing for you, right? I know. Like, and then you're also like, wait, am I am one I, of these guys? Yeah, am I this? <laughs> That's what you start to know. You're like, this is the level I'm at? Because I'm dude, with you. It's Dude, one of the funniest things that we ever had, me and my girlfriend now, Christine, have been together for a long time, like 11 years now. And when we first started dating, it's fu- also people I think have a, different impression if they only know me from like stage maybe this is before broadcasting and stuff really yeah. like i think they thought my personality was a lot different and maybe even wilder than it actually is right. at all like that a big drugs guy or a sweet it. guy and yeah and so i remember she we were sitting on a soup in new york somewhere just kind of again it's very early it's that like you know you're touching shoulders yeah. everything's still like smiley and and adorable and I was like, I, I got to ask, like, have you ever hooked up with any other comics? Like, you've been around comedy for years. She worked at Comedy Magic Club in L.A. Yeah. Or, or Hermosa, and then she managed clubs all over New York. And I was like, have you ever hooked up with any other comics? And she was just like, oh, yeah. She goes, this is going to make you laugh. And like, she says the person, it's, it's, the name doesn't mean it because he's not really yeah. around much yeah. anymore. But, like, he was just like a, he's a short little guy, yeah. kind of weird looking sweetheart. Yeah. There's nothing negative about him, but just like the look. And she was just like. Isn't that funny? And I was like, ha. It was like a thing for the next three years of, of always. Like I couldn't get past it for so long. Of course. Which is like, that's the thing, right? Is that the, you know, the, I had this conversation with people like, do you ask? Like, cause I think the older people get more mature. They go like, just, they learn not mm-hmm. to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you're like 21, you're like, who have you been with? Yeah. Right. And then. And it matters. And it matters so much to you. Oh, those then, names. But like all my friends that like date now that are like older, late thirties, forties, mm-hmm. they go like, oh yeah, they 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 go like, I figured out not to 
ask anything. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just going to, they're like, I can't control it. It's just going to upset me. Also, as time goes on, how short life is, you really yeah. get like, I remember when I was younger, if they were like, you date a porn star? Like, I would never be able to deal with the jealousy. I'm like, can I date a retired porn star? Like, probably. Who cares? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, I, there's, well, everyone's seen her fuck. Like, so, sure. So what? Yeah. I've seen Jennifer Lawrence with a load on her face. I'll still go see her in a big budget movie. Like, <laughs> 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 the world's changed. <laughs> uh, have you seen her with a load on her face? Oh yeah, and that that leak thing that was that had it on her. Yeah, it's like her really? with a with a big old gob on her face. Really? Yeah, that's pretty wild. That was so that was in her iCloud, right? Yeah, yeah. The fappening. The fappening. The fun thing about that fappening was it was so many celebrities yeah in that that like a lot of them weren't famous yet so much do you know what i mean so now it's like yeah. that's the most fun thing when you go new starlet so there it is Jesus. they're like new star oh, good for her Did you know eyes shut mouth closed yeah you can't teach that no <laughs> you can't teach that's instincts right there. that is <laughs> you gotta really you got to really want, I mean, that's a, and that's full, it's posed too. It's like, let me get in better light. You know, like she was like, let me back up. I want to make sure I can see might, this clearly. It might be my own insecurity too. I have friends that do, I have friends that like film so much of their fucking and sexual really? things. And I'm just like, I couldn't even imagine like if I was like single and random fucking all the time, yeah. like pulling out a phone. I've also had friends that have like pulled out phones and they go, yeah. And then she was like, can you not do that? And I'm like, what the heck? I go, that would make my wiener shrivel up. Yeah. I'd apologize for a half hour. thousand percent. And I'd like leave awkwardly. I'm I'd so never, sorry. I've never considered recording. I'd be mortified to record myself. I just don't want to see the, it's like, no, I, I can't believe it's happening already. Like, I yeah. definitely don't want to see what it looks like. No. Because here's the thing. I imagine like, oh, it's probably not great. And then I'd see it. I'd be like, oh, this is way worse than I thought. Like, <laughs> This, this oh, isn't I, good. I actually, the girl that I was saying the breakup story with, when uh, like Sony Handycams became a thing, I said, yeah. I, I, we got one because I wanted to film my comedy sets, but of course, right away. Yeah. She, she was uh, my girl. She was like the second girl I think I had sex with at that point, maybe uh -huh. third. But it was just me. And like we were kind of learning everything sort of together. Yeah. And so we filmed a lot of stuff. And man, the go back on those videos was... So bad. I mean, it's they're gone now because they're child pornography, I believe. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't when I was 17 also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, those videos, man, I just remember like watching them back. And it was one, we were at my mom's house. So the decor, we would not even that just the whole scenario was <clears throat> her family didn't like me. Um, They lived they were like trailer people. They lived in a double wide trailer down a dirt road in South Jersey. Um, And then I would go. At like two in the morning or something, one in the morning, she'd sneak out of her house. I would go, God bless her being like this country, woodsy kind of girl, because I was very city and I would have never done this for her. Yeah. But she would go walk through a quarter mile of pitch black woods and just emerge from this cul-de-sac where I would like blink my headlights and she would get in my car and we'd go back to my house, quietly go in there and fuck. Mm -hmm. And then we filmed it a couple times and... Just like me, what I would never trying to direct someone while they're just trying to fuck and they're pretty new at fucking also. Sure. So, so f whispering to not to wake anybody and frustrated things like there were so many videos of like, uh, 
I wish we were of age so I these things could live on. I can feel your teeth. No, not even that. It'd be like me going. I'm like, you hear me going like, look out, look, look out, look out, look out. <laughs> and you see her just like take her mouth on my dick and be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's just such young and you're yeah. like, like do like that, like yeah. a snot, like really, yeah. and go back to yeah. it. And you're like, God, but when uh, <laughs> it's I said not, those, it's not those, hot I think the watch. last video I ever took of it, it maybe like three times I filmed stuff at all, but the last one was the crusher was I was like oh, I'm gonna film her like blowing and I always thought like she was like not great I didn't know what a great blowjob was but I was yeah. like this is pretty cool I bet there's better but like you know we're young she doesn't yeah. really know what she's doing yet and I just was like she'll figure it out and I'm filming her from like the top blowing me and uh and then I found out why she was, was not good at blowjobs because then I took the angle that I never saw I filmed like side view yeah of her bloom which i've never seen yeah like sure that view necessarily and man when i watched that video too i erased it immediately <laughs> because i was like i'll never use this to jerk off yeah her head like when my dick would get anywhere substantially in her mouth yeah my fucking gut like my belly button would just it, she was getting stopped <laughs> from blowing me deep like it was so just, you were the reason yeah, i was the problem yeah, she yeah. Got, i would get deeper but i can't get to it like she had to get <laughs> That's when I learned about side blowjobs. <laughs> Turn your body this way. Oh, shit. You can get in there better. Her head, it was so funny. Like, and it's a forcible, like, she was trying, when she would go fast, too, it would really like, knock her, like, head yeah, back. It yeah. was so ridiculous oh looking. Oh, my God. But yeah, I've never, like, as an adult adult, I've never thought about filming myself. No, you're fun. right. And there's, yeah, people, like, having that on their phones, too, it's crazy. Yeah, there's not tons of uh, my dick pics out there in the world no. at all. It was just like, and... If I had an awesome dick pic, I'd send it all the time. That's the thing is that, I mean, I miss the era of that. Like, I just, you know, I yeah. just, I, I totally miss the, the like, and but it blows me away now. And I think maybe it goes back to um, what we were talking about, like body shame and stuff. I, I was like, I would never want the, um, I would feel like it's a threat, this threat to have like dick pics floating around. I, I just sure. always was like, you would probably want to keep that to yourself. I don't know. Um, Patrice. Uh, when he died, I'm not sure if his, I, I think it may have still been his screensaver, but they, uh, I had a thing with a girl, like the very few dirty things. Like this girl I was dating for a while, it was bad, bad situation. I was seeing her behind my ex's back and we, she went on a gig with me one time on the road and I just liked, this was fat insecurity again. I liked this girl solely, but she had so many issues, but she was pretty, she was really thin, really, really thin. And I was just like, huh? Because I'm used to just, like, the only girls who were ever, like, making it seem readily available to me were, like, larger than me. Yeah. And stuff. So I couldn't believe it. I was, like, super into this girl. And uh, I remember wanting to be... Patrice uh, ruined her for me completely because I was so excited. I remember she took a picture once on this gig. She came out of the shower and, like, let me take a picture of her, like, opening up her... So the pose is she's, like, opening up her towel. Yeah. Uh, showing her body off, uh, rail thin, very small boot, you know, like yeah. the whole thing. And I just remember Pat I was showing Patrice, I wanted his nod of like, okay. Nice job, yeah. He goes, man, that bitch looks like Buffalo Bill from Sons of the Lambs. <laughs> and it really, she's even like, you know, oh, yeah, like doing, like, yeah. With his, yeah, yeah. And it, I never unsaw that oh. again. But I got caught like in that cheating thing. Oh, bad, you did? bad. Real, real bad. And, uh, 
so but so I got caught with this thing, and I had to leave. You got caught with the photo? No, or, no, no. Oh. I got caught with. Uh, I got caught just cheating on oh. my ex with her. Like we had a. My daughter was so young. It was such a bad situation. All my fault, um, admittedly. But like she, um, I was just like living two lives, basically. Yeah. Like my nighttime life and my daytime life. And she, uh, I got caught. Yeah, the way I got caught, we argued. Me, she saw one. The side girl saw one night that my her number was not her name in my phone. Oh. And I gave some horrible excuse why that was. I think it was under like her name was Lauren, and it was Larry. Oh, like, yeah. I think I had in there as Larry. She's like, "Why is it Larry?" I was like, "Because the first night we met, I didn't remember your name. I knew it started with an L." She's like, "You thought it was Larry?" <laughs> I'm like, "I just put it as a placeholder." Yeah. I was like, "Well, why haven't you changed it over these last several months?" Yeah. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so I go, "I'll change it now," <clears throat> and I changed it to her name with my last name. Almost just like, would I do that oh, if right. I was? Yeah. I'm trying to lie to everybody. Would I do that if I was? Uh, Does she know you're like? She knows that I have a child, but I just, we're not together. Okay. Me and my, but we were. Um, And so she goes, uh, I put her name in there with my last name. And I used to, so ridiculous. That life, that life with the like shoulders and the ears that yeah. I chose to live was so bizarre to me. I used to turn my phone off and put it in my pillowcase at night just to be like, if I could also have then buried it under something yeah. until the morning, I would have done that also. And, uh, but this night, whatever, I didn't turn it off or whatever. I don't know if I just fell asleep because me and that girl were so arguing or something. In the morning, my ex, like my phone, she's like, why does this phone keep going off? And I'm still asleep. She looks at it. It says that girl's name. My last name. She goes, oh, I've never heard of that person in his family or something. Like, is that, I wonder if it's like an emergency or something. She answers it. And while I'm sleeping three hours of them talking and exposing everything while I'm asleep. Three hours? Three hours. Yeah, it was awful. I woke up to that. So you wake up and you're like, oh, I need a yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I get, no, I woke up actually. She uh, she was in law school my ex at the time. She threw a law book at my face. That's why I woke up like, ah, what happened? And she's like, you know, this. So that's a nightmare uh, situation wow. for sure. And then we go. <laughs> So when that happens, the timing of that was I was getting ready to do that uh, Cape Town, South Africa Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving for that like in a week after I get caught. My life's in shambles, yeah. but I'm like, so I'm almost like looking forward to getting out of Dodge and going. And, uh, you know, I leave me and my ex-wife or just even kind of like, a, all right, like let's put a pin in this. You know what I mean? I got to do this. Like we have a daughter, so we got to figure something out. You know, we're broke. So, like, we have to figure what we're going to do here. We ended up staying together after that, weirdly enough. But when I went to Africa, it was a three-week gig. And I'm sitting. I told this actually on uh, Ari's storytelling show once, but it's so real. About a week into being there, I, uh, I'm i like, this is before cell phones were everywhere, too. So you check a voicemail, same thing. And I go, I check my voicemail from the hotel phone. It goes, you have 19 voicemails. Jesus. I'm like, Okay, and then uh, the first one is a friend of mine who's gay, my friend Wayne, and he goes, uh, uh, hey, pal, I was just on Craigslist, men looking for men, and I saw an ad that is for you. It, it, it is a picture of you 
and it has your you know, my minimal TV credits time, like VH1s, talking head shows or whatever, and your phone number and whatever, and it's you, and it's he goes now. I don't know if this is something that you want out there in the world and you don't want people to know about, but like, I'm going to assume you don't, so I'm going to get it flagged. And then the next nine or the next whatever 18 messages were guys trying to fuck me, <laughs> and uh, which was flattering, more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, although I didn't see what they looked like. So the ex set this up, right? So or the-, the, the side girl did that. What happened was, but the picture of what it was, was that day that I took the picture of her buffalo bill she was like that's not fair i gotta take a picture of you and i don't know what zone i was in this day because again i was still very insecure that i thought this girl didn't realize i was fat yet you know what i mean like somehow yeah and i took a picture in a doorway fat guy moved to doorway picture yeah naked arms up so it stretches everything out little after shower wiener and it poking out, and that's the picture she posted. She took that to almost have like collateral, you know, for her naked picture. Right, right. And I was like, sure. Why would this ever be a problem? She put that up in the thing. What I didn't know is that my gay friend Wayne, his solution, because I guess to get something flagged from Craigslist at the time, you have to have a lot of people, like X amount of people, flag it. So he, so he just sent it to Patrice and Bobby Kelly and blah blah, and everyone. And when I went to when I went to Patrice's house for Thanksgiving that year with my child and my wife, who I'm back with now, Patrice just, well, as soon as I walk in the door, he goes, uh, AJ, go over and like uh, tap the mouse on the computer there. And I just didn't even think about what it was and tap it. It's just his screensaver. It's just me yeah. and my dick out. And that's the day I found out. I was like, he sent it to everybody. That's how you thing. found out? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, he's like, well, what do you want me to do, buddy? He's like, you have to get it flagged. I'm like, you have to call your other guys. gay friends yeah, call or your something. Gay friends. Like, don't fucking. You told everybody I know. By the Look way, you this. only get horrible voicemails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you should never listen to a voicemail. I don't. I don't listen to my story. How much my voicemails are clogged what, up. What? Um, did you ever talk to the girl that did that again? Ever again? No. No. Some. I think I saw her like in the background of a comedy club once. You like, did walk in. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know Artie Fuqua. Who's like, yeah. he's the host of the comedy seller all the time. Yeah. I, he didn't know the extent of like how bad that story went. Probably in a, in a year after all that happened, when I was on stage at the seller one time, Artie Fuqua, I just see him like fumfering around in the hallway and he comes in with her and he's like, he's like, look, dude. And I was like, ha, ah. <laughs> I'm like, can you get her out of here? And she was gone before I got off stage. But like, no, she was wild, that side chick. And, and the weirdest yeah. thing about it, Juilliard flautist really like one of those reserved life it's a pretty um that's a i mean you guys were obviously younger when this happened sure but that is like i mean obviously she's enraged to do that you know yeah but it's particularly i mean it's a pretty cruel thing to do you know like i mean as as much as we like can make light it's pretty cruel to do it oh no it was horrible yeah yeah yeah. but it was it came and went thank god this is not the internet that it is today which i would have been I, at this point, I would have owned it, I guess, too. Just You'd have to. You'd have to. Do. Yeah, making yeah. your album cover. Yeah. <laughs> There's really nothing else you could do. That's it's the like, only way to it's get It's out there that. now. Yeah, and once the things Fuck, come out, man. anything you own, that's, that is the beauty of comedy, particularly. Anything you own becomes like 
you know, it's like normalized that like Jim Norton's in the trans. Like no yeah. one's even anymore like, can you believe that? It's just like, yeah, just saying. It's a great lesson for, I think, other people out because comedians kind of do it the best. Yeah, yeah. We lean into our flaws. Anything, fuck if you fuck up, you can't deny it. You just got to be like, yep. No, it's I, a virtue yeah. too. Yeah. Everything that you hated about yourself, like now is great. Like I was scared at this moment. I got beat yeah. up. Yeah. I lost this fight. I lost this argument. It's much more. But I always think that's the simplest of like people relate to that like yeah def jam was so interesting to me because it was such a moment in time and it doesn't really exist anymore not even there's black circuit still for sure yeah but that era of like nine mid 90s comedy started mimicking like hip-hop in that it was bits long bits about how good they eat pussy yeah <laughs> how much they you know how how long their dick strokes are and yeah. like all it was very crazy like braggadocious comedy because yeah. i'm like it was, it was a real testament to that time because I'm like I feel like no one relate everything. No, that's you know, not me, me. Me and my girlfriend will hook up with girls from time to time, and anytime that's happened because it's we've told stories on things before. Yeah, people always go, oh, I'm, I, what am I going to end up being one of your stories? I'm like, not if it's awesome. <laughs> like if it's yeah. awesome, there's no there's no point going on. Be like, guess what? Yeah, no. Had a threesome last night. It was pretty great. Everyone was satisfied. Like, yeah. nobody wants to hear that shit. It's no. like if we brought a girl back who ended up being a lunatic or wouldn't leave or... That's how you end up. Those yeah. are the stories you tell, yeah. Where well, yeah, fucking all the are. stories that, like, anything that ends up in an act, in your act in any way, it's like, it's a failure or a fuck up. Here's how I fucked up. Because the masses relate to that yeah. much more than the wins. A hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Much more if than like stumbling in the shit. If you're talking about on stage, like, how good you've got it and how... Things have always things work out, and how you're killing it. Everyone's just gonna be like, okay. Like, yeah, like, the punchline at last, and he goes, "So then I kicked both their asses. You guys have been amazing. Good, good night. night. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's when everybody learned you don't fuck with Big J yeah. Overson. <laughs> fuck you. Good night. <laughs> no, you did. Yeah, that's I mean, what I thought was weird about the Chris Rock ending of the thing. I was like, he said she was like, my mama told me always be a pussy clunk. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's the way to handle that. I just feel like I, um, yeah, I've even done bits before where I'm like, this is uh what am I, what's not working here? Like trying to figure it out and pivoted part of the, like the story to be like the, the loser. In it. Yeah, yeah, negative. yeah. And then like all of a sudden it's way more endearing, you know? Yeah. I had a friend who like, he had a lot of like, very handsome guy and he had a lot of jokes about like being handsome and it, yeah. it wasn't he wouldn't do well he's a funny guy but like it wasn't connecting with audiences at all yeah and then like one day he's a younger comic than me so it was like he was looking for like advice to this degree which was such an easy one he started telling me about when he was younger these um ticks and like you know uh Tourette's type things he would have and he was a weirdo and like a really strange kid and he looked kind of strange when he was younger you know yeah. And when he was telling me, and he called his mom to prove that he would have to make these noises before he went to bed, and he had to do it a certain amount of times because of the OCD. Yeah. And I was like, dude, if you just even lay that out in some way, you're at least giving them an excuse for why now they can you're cheer like for clearly you a little like bit. a confident like whatever yeah. guy. It's because like you you were this little weirdo, and it changed his comedy like in that regard. Like not because of me, he's talented, yeah. but I mean like the angle of that. I was like, dude, yeah, you're telling stories like. I could tell a story about being like 
grossed out by a fat girl because the irony is like, who am I to be yeah. grossed out? Like the funny thing about that is like, like she's probably grossed out by you. Goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I made yeah. the choice first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got it in before she did. So yeah, like the, no one relate. Like, very few people relate to wins, but everyone relates to losses. Yeah, I remember watching 100%. a girl one time, pretty girl, and she was like, she made some joke about people being like, what are you, a model or something? <laughs> and I, like it felt you know it felt so flat and then i i didn't know her i just walked up to her i was like that there's a, you know why that's not working right <laughs> she's like what i go it's because it's believable yeah that you're a model like, yeah go, you're too pretty for this you're too pretty for that like you could you have to either change what you say there or drop that all together or, it is yeah. funny that wild good looks it's is maybe one there. of the only thing yeah. businesses where it's like i remember dove davidoff saying about judah friedlander when he was kind of coming up and yeah, so I get successful. Yeah, tough deal. I'm just going like, son of a bitch sold his devil, sold his soul to the devil for that look. Just like his look in general. And it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like he's like a wacky looking dude. And yeah, it, just, it resonates. It resonates. Yeah, people embrace that. Any um, any flaw like it's in comedy. Like the older you get, uglier you get, the fatter you get, the more like all that stuff. It's a that's a an advantage in comedy. Yeah, your negatives yeah. are all your virtues yeah. in that because people can understand that. Which is great. It really is. It's like uh, it's been a fun thing, and because when you're young, those are all exactly you want to like brag, you want to get pussy, and you want to do all those sure. things. So it's great when you get older and go, ah, I couldn't, or I fucked up, or I thought I was, and yeah. I blew it. I thought I was this. I'm not. I'm just like you yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't get laid like you. <laughs> <laughs> like you fucking fucking nerd. losers. Yeah. Poor fuck. Now, <laughs> it's for you, buddy. Now, um. Are you uh, you're back to square one, right? Because we were just talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the uh, the familiar feeling of your special comes out, and you're like, oh, I got to do this all over again. And you're like, I don't even know how I came up with that stuff, that last stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then like you, when you get to the taping, you're like, Oh, I did it! Like I I got here. Yeah. And then you give it up, and you're like, There's no way I'll do this again. Yeah. But then you realize that you will do it again, but that feeling of like, I don't think I can do this again, always comes back. At least for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. Until you're like, well, what's the? How do I even find out if this is funny? What do <laughs> yeah. you like? How do you start over? What do you do? You just, I just start going and doing like all like crowd work crowd stuff? sets, just crowd and just kind of, but but always with like leading questions to like, like specific questions to purposefully stuff get stuff that like, you're thinking about. Like, not even no, not even that I'm thinking about. Just like jump off points that I'm like, you know, like the most rudimentary example is like maybe like. I don't know, like, have I ever like done a, have a funny thing where I fucked someone in public and like it went haywire and I'm like, hey, who here is like, what's the most public place you've ever fucked? You know what I mean? Oh. Like you get and it sparks up and you're like, oh, I guess I have done. Yeah, that. and you start thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a guy. Someone said something the other day about getting like roadhead or something like that, and it, it drung up. I was like, man, you know what's funny? Like I have gotten roadhead when I was younger. Yeah, and heavier, mm-hmm. and it's weird now, older slimmer with a much bigger car yeah i don't see a scenario where i can get my dick sucked while driving without her right ear honking the horn the whole i don't think it's a possible thing <laughs> and that came up someone just kind of said so it's not like the yeah. you know the whole flushed out thing but the idea of that is like because i asked just like yeah. where's the weirdest place you ever we- fucked or something so like that's a, yeah if i it, it's so deflating but anytime in my career, I've done like I've always envied where it's like, hey, you want to hang out and play a video game? Like, ah, I'm gonna go get some writing done. I'm gonna do some writing. I gotta do. 
the notepad. I'm like, I'm envious of that because I'm like, when I've done that, forced, like, okay, here we go. Let's, yeah, comedy uh, writing time. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, as simple as like, what is with these airplanes? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. The subways are weird. <laughs> <laughs> the people are weird too. Racism is out there, everyone. It's the most basic concepts. Yeah. And I'm like, if I work on the fly, for some reason I just... No, I think that just, I mean, that's why I hate, um, I don't like giving advice about how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I just like doing things like this where you go, what do you do? And you just hear about, because like, what works for you might not work for the next. I mean, I know sure, people yeah. who go like, they really thrive on a laptop and a notepad and I sit down and I write and I'm like, yeah, and, that's and cool. And trim the fat and get yeah. this going and everything. Yeah. I'd the much only rather. time that I feel like the um, that works, there's an advantage to that, is if I have something that I'm like, I wish this part of this were better. Mm -hmm. If I sit down and I write that part of the thing that's already working. You find it. And then you can, and then you can be like, what's the line here? I wish, you know, and then you write out the line and you're like, there's a reason this isn't working, right? This is not strong enough. Then I can like write a line. Yeah. But to sit down, like here are some thoughts for the day. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, you know, I'm I feel like the United States is really dominating things in a way that's not fair to, I mean, what the fuck am I writing? I don't know what to write. It's funny. Shit. I could do what I do pretty good. And it was always a good friend when I started with, you know, Kurt Metzger and me yeah. friends for so long. He's such a writer. Um, I don't even know if he's like big on like writing the whole joke out, but like it's just it's formatted in his head. Yeah. By the time he's going to uh, say it, and I've always been impressed that like writers. That's why I just did the Burt roast, and it was like difficult for me. Yeah. To do that because I have to write it myself because I don't. I'm insecure about my writing that I don't think I'm a good writer. Yeah. That if I do other people's jokes the whole way, I go. You're gonna hate having me on this thing. I'm gonna bibliography everybody. Like in that's in, you know, at, and that seems so weird on a roast. I did that on uh, Louis J. Gomez's roast that we did at Skank Fest a few years ago. It was I wrote all my stuff. Josh Adam Myers had said one line to me that like uh, verbatim what he said was really funny, and I was like, oh, I'll keep that in there. And I just remember sitting on the, it's so lame. It's almost yeah. like a like a tick, you know, like a nervous tick you can't get rid of. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, I said blah blah blah, and then I did the Josh Adam Myers tag. Yeah. And it got a big laugh, and I was like. Josh Adam Myers said that. I guess I'll just give it to him. I go, that wasn't me. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. take credit for yeah. that. Yeah, I'm a yeah. piece of shit. I don't know why. Because you're a good guy. And but you, also, you know, the you writers, want... you know, Tony Hinchcliffe is a writer. Kurt's a writer. Yeah. What's amazing about Kurt is Kurt can call me with like, and he's such an outside the box thinker, like the most bizarre concepts and outside thing. And I could help him like spike a punchline for it. Yeah. But it's just my mind never works to like have a 15 minute bit about like the black mamba snakes eating habits. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like somehow has got some ma masterful thing about it. I'm really? always impressed with that. Yeah. Just, yeah. He just knows how to do that. And I, I'm not good with subjects. I'm always like, that's why when I did my second, I think, crowd work album, I was going to, uh, oh, I did call it. I go, I, I told myself I wasn't going to ask. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing was because, uh, you know, the, I look when people trivialize your comedy. The one for me always comes down to like, oh, I can do Big J. Hey, you ever fucked a black guy? You yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, the problem is, it is a wildly amazing jumping off point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, forget just the obvious jokes about fucking a black guy. Yeah. There's so many more things that delves into. Yeah. That you could branch off of. It's just a good like, you know, it's like, oh, it's like the, having a good first word for Wordle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like your, your your number one word just gets people going. Yeah, it gets them going. <clears throat> so while basic, like I said, my I've never like 
I don't ask like a lot of questions that would be like that. You know, what's your what's your uh, favorite apex predator? <laughs> like, I don't really have jokes like that. Sure. It's always going to be something a little more like dirtier. yeah. But that's that's what like gets you. I mean, yeah, that ends up going for you. Yeah, I have to like either from the past pull out something like I did at the that storyteller yeah, show. Yeah. Like I tell, I'm like, okay, maybe like because for me, I go maybe telling that will fuel an actual bit. Sure, you know. Or um, I have to like talk about something that just like happened like today. Like that's how I have to start trying to figure this stuff out. You know? Yeah. There's no other way for me. Um, I'll never forget. I think I, I don't remember if I told you, I've said it somewhere that like I was blown away when I did new faces in Montreal Mm -hmm. and Metzger was in our group. Oh yeah. yeah. And I remember being like, Oh, he's the best comedian of us because we were all, in a fucking panic about doing our seven minutes Mm -hmm. and like we're young so we're not like loose yeah and like you and we're like you start with this word and you you know i mean like so scripted like and that's what you do when you're brand new you're like do it just like this something like montreal too like when you go is such a different thing i went the pressure you take you put on yourself for i did it new too. faces four years before kirk got it kirk got it where it would almost seem like it was too late like why did he get it, it? was like, mine so, he was in mine he was 07 so you must yeah. have done it 03 i did it probably yeah 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 i did it i did it like pretty quick like four years in the comedy i got new, but here's the thing i went up there with a manager who all bad advice yeah. dress this way do this they <laughs> want your sitcom you got to tell them about your home and the problem was i was so young because I didn't have experiences. Yeah. yeah. It's like my experience would have all just been like, I'm like, we went on a sitcom about just recently moving out of my mom's house. I don't know. Yeah. It just didn't seem like it was my world, but I took all that bad advice. Yeah. Did a set I wasn't happy with. What was cool to watch. Like, I didn't have my wings spread there until I got to the nasty show to be able to do that. I remember I, I watched yours. The first, oh, yeah. I, in 07, you did a. With Patrice. You did a, yeah, you did a spot at this. It was a, a pretty big room. Yeah, yeah. And we went in the back and we watched your, your set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was great. That was like my thing with, that got me in with like Montreal. Well, my new faces was unmemorable. But I went that same year was Kurt and you guys doing uh, yeah. new faces. Yeah. And when I watched Kurt and new faces that year, I'm like, damn, you know, this many years in the comedy. Seems like it's weird to do new face, but man, was he ready for it? Like he stood out. Well, like, he, he sure. stood out because he also, whereas we were like, these are the exact jokes and mm-hmm. stay like this. He was like, Canada fucking sucks. Like yeah. he went up there and like shit on Canada. And we were all like. Remember the moon joke? <laughs> yeah, the moon joke. And then he, he, I remember that I was like, oh, this isn't like everyone's doing the best stuff they've ever done. And you, this is clearly stuff that he wrote. He's just doing a set, a set yeah. here, like like doing a spot at mm-hmm. the cellar. Loose. Just, and I, I, I remember just being like, "Wow," because that that was like that was too advanced for like I sure. felt like we were we were like That's everything. Like, also, the high drama of being younger too. Because I said I had a daughter young, so she was like when I did Montreal, she was probably like maybe a year or two old or something. Yeah. I just remember standing in the back. In a short sleeve button down shirt and straight leg jeans that I would have never oh worn my on my God. own. I think maybe even in a dress shoe with those jeans. So bad. And standing in the back before I get brought on stage, staring at a picture of my daughter, being like, let's get this. Let's get this for Here we go. <laughs> We're going to do it. And you're just like, then I went up there and did fine. <laughs> at best, okay. That's so weird that they told you that like, you should that you should dress as like not you. Bad management weird. at yeah. the time. But it was. Uh, that was also, yeah, it was always like dressed like this, the sitcom thing. But, and then also we had a host who, uh, I don't know him very well. So it's not a dig on him. It was just a weird hosting choice. Sean Cullen. 
Do you know that? He's a Canadian guy. Wears like a fedora hat. He's he's very soft spoken. He's got a very unique style of comedy, I'd say, for what it is he does. Yeah. Wow. It's weird to see how old he is. But uh he looked more like the top right one. Who's that guy? Who was the Canadian who like he would he had such a specific cadence and they loved him and he was going Jeremy oh, Hotz. Is it Jeremy Hotz? You know, I was barely doing it. Is it where he sort of does like this snicker like to himself? Know, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Hotz. Pull that guy up. H that's a it's H O H O T Z. That's him, yeah. And this right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a isn't yeah. it funny? That's a genre of comedy. I, I had no idea what to name it. Yeah. Kathleen Madigan, Tom Cotter. It's not I mean, they all have their own thing, but I mean that is like a Wendy Liebman. It's kind of that same like the, the subtle a, thing underneath. Yeah, underneath, yeah. He has like a real um but man yeah but this that host sean cohen yeah the way he brought me like he's just like a i said a, a heavy stylistic comic so his intros were like you know i'm getting ready to go out there like first or second i was also early in the lineup which was like nerve-wracking and he goes all right your first your next comic is coming from a planet far far away everybody comes from mars where he, he performs comedy clubs all over mars and and he's a fantastic Mars comedian. No, he's not from Mars at all. Everybody is from, he lives in New York City, everybody. It's Big J Oakerson. <laughs> like, it's like, and I, you were yeah. almost like, do I, now? Yeah. Or do I walk, uh, is that the intro? Is that the, uh, I had a, is that the intro to Jeremy Hotz? <laughs> uh, not the new faces. It was a few years later when I did mm -hmm. another set there. And he was like, uh, this next guy, uh, he has a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, I'm standing there back. I was like, that's the fucking thing? And then he goes, and then he says something like, I wouldn't leave him around my kids or, so, or like, I wouldn't leave. Him. I was like, the fuck kind of intro is this? And then I, he, I go out, I do the set. And then he was like, you get what I was doing, right? I wasn't like, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> no, like, I hey, don't. I don't get what you were doing. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? I got a podcast. Like, Bobby, Thanks. Bobby Slayton and me had such a rocky beginning to our like knowing each other. Cause I opened for Caroline's once and did well. And we got on stage, she's like, you know, I gave him a huge intro. You did? Yeah, I gave him like a big, like, was, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I was, I was such a fan of comedy growing yeah. up, like all of it. So I'm like, yo, this is Bobby Slate. Yeah, like, Pitbull, baby. Yeah, the Pitbull yeah. of comedy. So I'm like, uh, I gave him this big, huge intro, and he gets on stage and goes like, all right, how about it for that fat fuck, huh? Everybody goes, you like that fat fuck? And he starts just like calling me like horrible things. And then I'm like, Jesus uh, Christ. And then the crowd almost got weird with him. Like it got so mean that the crowd did have like a line on it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, all right. And then he just did a set. He did, he did great, you know, to yeah. his audience. And then it went, but I was like, yo. And I have to, so the situation was two shows. One yeah. night, I got it called to do it last minute. I said, I couldn't close out the second show. So I could host it, bring yeah. him on, but then I got to go. You got to voice a guy to end the show. No problem. So, but when I'm waiting for the first show to end, I go, I might not be on the second show. When he comes off stage, I'm going to be like, the fuck was that, dude? Yeah. Why are you like, do we have a problem? Did I do something you didn't like on stage? And I was ready, like, geared myself up for like, you know, Bobby Slayton or not, dude, fuck you. Yeah. And uh, as soon as he gets off stage, I walk over to him with like a mission, yeah. you know, and he, before I say a word, he goes, hey, he goes, sorry about the shit with the fat fuck. He goes, I was trying to be funny, but, you know, it's like, I don't think the, he goes, you know, it didn't even go over well. The crowd loved you, so, you know, sorry about that. And, I, I you know, and I was, it, it was such a ha half-ass apology, but I was just so, ex uh, uh, it got me right back to like, yeah. ah, you're the pit bull, dude. You're the bull. <laughs> and I, I give yeah. him like all the, <laughs> I give him all like the sweet, yeah. like, you know, I'm like, yeah, and then we, yeah. we bullshit for like five minutes only. Yeah. 
And then I'm like, thank God I was, because in my mind I was like, uh, I'm going to argue with him and then I'm going to give him like a real shit intro on the next show. But in three sentences of him yeah. just kind of being like, Phew, that didn't go good when I was busting your balls up there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it goes, they, they really loved you. You know, sorry about that or whatever. It's a cast off thing. And I was like, all's forgiven. Dude. Like, you're the best. And then I go on stage the second show and give him a, goes, everybody from this, from the, from the Pitbull of comedy, the greatest Bobby Slade. And he goes, he goes, you guys got me that for that fat fuck. I mean, you got to fuck up here with that fat ass. So I just did, and then I had to leave. <laughs> like, and then I didn't even get to like, there was no confrontation at all. <laughs> so he kept that. He kept at it. <laughs> he just yeah, did it like, yeah, all over again. And then yeah, I left and yeah. I was like, I was like, ah, man. he stopped me at every possible like time of like, where you were like, I'm going to stick up for myself. Like there was some thing that was like, well, hang on, I have hang on. heard some hilarious stories about him <laughs> talking shit to people. Oh, dude. He, uh, who opened for him? Well, Fultron had a great story about like, um, about like he goes uh like bobby was like i don't i don't let people buy me a drink you know like they try to buy me drinks and matt goes something like oh really like they didn't try to buy me a drink he goes yeah you're not bobby fucking slayton you know and then he turned around and walked away which is amazing uh and then i oh my god i remember laughing so hard at patrick melton's story about opening for him this is like a fucking decade ago yeah and um Patrick's big dude, and he said that like they're in the green room, and they the, their improv just brings like <laughs> chicken fingers and fries, and uh, <laughs> they said that Bobby looked at it and looked at him, and he goes, "You really think a fat fuck like you should be eating shit like that?" And he's like, "God damn, dude!" And then he starts to eat it, and he's like, "You're fat as fuck, man. You really shouldn't eat that shit." <laughs> dude, we did. I was a, like, "This is what he said out of the gate." It's wild, dude. We we did a. I remember when he hosted the nasty show that me and Patrice did that year. Yeah. Same year we're talking about. And what was so funny was how many people, like the older comics, sometimes would have a beef with Patrice. Yeah. Because of tough crowd. That's what it always kind of came down to. Because they would come on the tough crowd and then Patrice just didn't have the reverence for them. Right. He didn't react or was like, Bobby Slayton, I could probably let him, he could talk shit about me, but I'm not really going to go at him. Like Patrice would just like, I don't give a shit. So they all didn't like him. That year in Montreal, I remember Patrice, um, well, one with Bobby Slayton, he called him, uh, like Bobby was, him just didn't really talk to each other. You know, they would be kind of standoffs to each other. And then Bobby uh, came out of the bathroom, like, you know, all goosed up. And he was like, Bobby, I bet you're the only millionaire that still does coke with a rolled up one, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> but, uh, and then it was funny, like, Bobby, after Patrice died, he had said something where he got shit from someone for saying shitty stuff about Patrice. Yeah. Kind of. And then he was like, uh, we did Ron and Fez, I think, together. And it was just so funny here. And I'm like, he was just talking too fast. And he, this got him like shit online too, because he was like, "Look, goes Patrice was a good comic. Everyone says he's a good guy. I didn't get along with him, but you know, I didn't kill him. <laughs> like, I was thinking this is moving on, but you know, I didn't kill him. It's a weird thing to be like, what, what? the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but it was an interesting career, like a guy like Bobby Slayton. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your audience ages with you, but where do they go exactly? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like the Denver Comedy Works, and it's not like a big theater in town. Right, it's like a weird, pl- you know, it's a weird spot to be in. Yeah, and and having like he's been respected name, but you know, oh, the Dom Irera was a funny one that Patrice is Patrice getting me in shit with people being his friend. Yeah, 
because Patrice didn't make it for the first night of the Nasty Show for whatever reason. I forget what he had to do. And <clears throat> Dom Arrera was on that weekend too. This is one of my first times really working with Dom Arrera. Yeah. And Robbie Prawl was still in charge then. And it was yeah. my first time with him. And it was a room, the green room was just me, Robbie Prawl, and Dom Arrera. And uh, Dom Arrera is talking to Robbie. He goes, hey, when Patrice comes tomorrow, can like, uh, I don't want to go after him or whatever. Or don't put me like right near him, something like that. And it was like, and Robbie's like, oh, okay, Dom, like why? And he goes, because I fucking hate him. Like, I don't like the guy, whatever it was. And I just kind of overheard that. I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. And so when Patrice gets to town, I go to his room. We're bullshitting. I go, dude, what is your thing with Dom Irera? And he's like, why? So I told him, I go, I was thinking, he said, he doesn't like you or something. I was like, how did you know you knew him? He was like, oh, man, it's just tough crowd shit. Those guys come on and I just talk over them and they get shitty about it. They're a bunch of old wash-ups and whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just his casting off it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I mean, don't make it a thing at all because, like, it's it's not a thing. But I was yeah. like, I was just curious, like, what that thing would possibly be. He's like, man, I don't even oversweat that shit at all. Who cares? And then uh, later that night, in the green room, it was just me and Dom Arrera. And he was like, hey, if I'd have known that you were, like, good friends with him, I wouldn't have said that in front of you. I'm sorry. And I was like, what? He goes, I wouldn't have said that I hated Patrice in front of you. If I, didn't, I didn't know you were friends, you know, because... Like you told them, I assume, and I was like, "What? No, no. it's it's can only possibly be me." Yeah, and I just committed to this day. I've never told Dom Herrera that I did. To, I've worked with Dom a zillion times. I know Dom at this point well, and it's so funny. I just I think on other shows I've even told the story, but I've never told Dom. I go, I did by the way tell Patrice yeah. that you hated him, but like that, I just did to Patrice full tell blown. Him? Yes. Oh. I just full blown. I just never broke the yeah. thing. I'm like, no, that's weird. I've pulled that move. So that's many weird times. that that's... I got back to him. I go, he said because... that I said that. Oh, you're I... saying that you think I? No, I and wouldn't. Then of course, you go back that. to Patrice. Yeah. Like Patrice, thought you weren't saying anything. He goes, ah, the more I thought about it, it bugged me. <laughs> so like, <laughs> he's just like, so I just sandbagged you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to check out Big J's new special, Dog Belly. Right now on YouTube, um, go to Big J Elgerson on YouTube and check out BigJElgerson.com for tour dates. Uh, thank you for coming, dude. It was a lot of fun. Oh, BigJComedy.com. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. BigJComedy.com. I wouldn't go have corrected to... until they highlighted it. Oh. <laughs> BigJComedy.com. Your staff really came big on that one. For tour dates. Check that out. And uh, yeah, dude, always good to see dude, you. thank you, man. Thank and you. Look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, yeah, and congrats. Congrats on the special. Thank you, man. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears on Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur partology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears on Cave.